Welcome back. This is Encounter with God. You're listening to Faith FM Network, 87.6, 87.8 or 88, depending on where you are. We are going to be studying Revelation chapter 14 this morning. And before we do, Taryn... Taryn is here because Mon is still off with the flu. It's a nasty bug that is going around. It's going around, isn't it, Lyle? Mm. I know quite a few people that have been sick with it. I guess it's coming into winter, getting colder, people's immune systems. You know, I found found something out the other day that the cold weather doesn't repress your immune system. What? No, it doesn't. Here's what happens. The cold weather means that you spend more time indoors and in closer proximity to other people, and that's why the flu goes nuts when the cold weather hits. No way. Yeah. That's insane. You'll always get it it on the the shoulders as the cold weather is coming in and people start getting closer together. It will start to spread, and then everyone will become immune to that bug, and it will take a couple of months until uh, the next bug comes through. And so then you hit um, springtime and people are like, oh, it's the change of the, you know, the temperature is going up and down too much. Therefore, I'm getting sick. And that's not actually what's happening. There you go. Yeah. You learn something weird? new every day. I was I always was... told, bring a jumper. You'll get cold. You know, you'll get sick if you get cold, blah, blah, blah. But there you go. Well, I don't think, I don't think that, um, that getting cold is a healthy thing. No. I mean, it's not. No. Great. But it is what pushes people into closer proximity with mm. each other. And I guess as the heater, like, Recycles the air as well in big buildings yeah. and it yeah. just all that, all that puts it everywhere. It's great times. Yep. Okay, well, Lyle, mm-hmm. we were doing a quiz earlier, mm-hmm, we were. and uh, you're still a bit confused. So if you're, no, still I've got confu- it. I've got it. You, you've got it, it now. Okay. Yeah, it well, if you were confused, then I am sure our listeners were. Confused. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. So I haven't called yet, so there must be. Gonna read it again and give you guys the next clue. So remember, it's a who am I question. We've said that Jesus says that I live in Pergamum. That was the confusing one. Mm. Then we've gone on and because there's the, the Bible. I, I can think of four that live in Pergamum and another two that are named, and there could be more. There you go. And then the next clue was time and time again, I stopped Paul from going to Thessalonica. Mm -hmm. And now this clue is that Jesus says that if my kingdom were divided against itself, I couldn't stand. There you go. So I think that's the answer to that one. Pretty good. Yeah, that's an easy one. There you go. Well, this person's name starts with B. I mean, you're not wrong, but <laughs> that's not, a clue. not on this answer it isn't, but you <laughs> know, a, whatever. That's a clue. So does that mean they have many names? Yes, it does actually. And that's yeah. another clue. They have many names. They have so, many um, names. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because the answer I have doesn't start with B. <laughs> but I mean, you're still right. So <laughs> I'm just trying to throw a curveball out there. <laughs> okay, so let me ask you a question, Taryn. How scared of God are you? You know what, Lyle? I like if I stop and think about it, yes. I'm not like like straight up, I'm not scared of God. Like okay. if you just ask me, I'm like, oh yeah, like God's cool. But then like if I start thinking about like who God is, then I'm like, oh wow, like I kind of just take him for granted a bit, hey, and I don't actually recognize like the full depth of his like who he is. Do you do you find it intimidating when you meet a celebrity? Have you ever met, met a celebrity? I haven't met a celebrity, no. no. Okay. My, but I mean... My wife is the celebrity meter in our family. Oh, really? She's met all kinds of famous people. I've never met a celebrity. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, I get intimidated by people in positions of power. Like... Right. Yeah. So, like, I always was so scared of my school principals. <laughs> like, like, dead set you do know, scared. You do, know, you do know that this is something that school principals cultivate. <laughs> That they actively yeah. cultivate. <laughs> yeah. I had this, I used to have this school teacher, and uh, Paul Deville, if you're listening, uh, <laughs> you've been named. 
<laughs> and uh, and and he used to have this look. Uh huh. And he'd walk into this classroom, and I'll never forget because I had him for the first time in year seven. I went from country school to um, city school. And yeah. Met this new teacher, and he walked in with this look, and it would absolutely terrify you to yeah. your core. Yeah. You just sit there and shake in your seat and go, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then and then it, we, we, I, I, as, a, as a kid, you could never figure it out because he, he was so much fun to be around, but so terrifying at the yeah. same time. Yeah, you knew when, which yeah. meant that he was actually an awesome teacher because yeah. his classroom had discipline. That's that's the one. Yeah, and uh, I think his tactic was to terrify everybody until about Easter or so. And then sort of become more your friend. Become the fun, yeah. <laughs> I don't exactly know exactly how that went, but um, yeah, I remember one time his, when I- his principal told him when he started in his previous school. Yeah, and this was back in the day. It was kill the bees. <laughs> you have a classroom full of angry bees. <laughs> <laughs> so go in and and wow. and, and, main, and 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 take control and maintain control. Yeah. Okay. There you go. Mm. Well, yeah. I've always been. You probably don't come from that era. No. no I come from no. the era where I had a. Cl- I had, I had, I'm, I'm getting way off subject here. Aren't I? <laughs> you really are, but that's okay. I had, a, I had a school teacher who used to walk around our classroom with a um, a cricket bat in one hand and a piece of three eight dowel in the other. No. <laughs> I remember my school principal having it to awesome chase teacher. a child around us around the classroom, <laughs> and the rest of us were like looking. <laughs> And fear, but the child didn't care. Yep. Well, yeah. There you go. So yes. fear. Mm, okay. So you were you were afraid of your principal. I was afraid of my principal. Yeah. 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 And, and I think that uh, you know that's probably a wise thing for a yeah. principal to cultivate. Yeah. Uh, but God, the Bible says. Okay, let's read. So let, why don't you read for me uh, Revelation fourteen mm-hmm. and verse seven. 14 and verse 7. Okay. So it says, Saying with a loud voice, Fear God and give glory to him, for the hour of his judgment has come, and worship him who made heaven and earth, the sea and springs of water. Okay, so this verse seems to be a conflict to me. Yeah. It says, Fear God, be terrified, and give glory to him. Huh? How do you give glory to somebody that you're terrified of? And then it goes, For the hour of his judgment has come. That's terrifying. And worship him. And that's not terrifying. So it goes from fear yeah. to not fear to fear to not fear. Yeah. What's going on in this verse, Taryn? What does the, what does the Bible mean when the Bible says to fear God? Should we be terrified well, of God? That's it. In the past, Christians have actively cultivated this idea of being terrified of God. And, you know, you've got these uh, hellfire preachers who would get out there and give you the most vivid descriptions yes. of hell t- hellfire, <laughs> which, of course, they could only give if they had been there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm sure some of them had been there for a look. And uh, maybe that's where they came from. I don't know. No, they didn't. <laughs> hellfire is not burning yet. The Bible is very clear about that. Yeah. Um, but, uh, um, you know, but there, we, we have had preachers, and there still is the odd one around there who cultivates a terror of God. Should mm. we be terrified of God? I don't I don't think so. No. No. I don't think that's what the Bible this is says meaning. that God is what? Love. Okay, so how can you be terrified of somebody who is described as being love? I think you know, it this comes is, this from is a, this is an attribute that yeah, just it soaks their whole being. Exactly. And I think it comes from a, a false picture of who God is. Mm-hmm. This fear. Okay. Yeah. So So how do we understand this first then? Because the Bible clearly says you need to fear God. Well, what does this word fear mean? Yeah, good question. And I think that, you know, in particularly in today's society, we have, 
you know, we, 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 this is an English translation yeah. of a Greek Yes, back passage to the Greek. Within a, written with, within a Hebrew culture yeah. 2,000 years ago. Yeah. And you can't have love God and fear God. You can't have God is love and be terrified of him. There's obviously more to the story here. Mm. So I'm going to read a passage, and uh, we actually covered some of this uh, a little while back, but I'm going to read, this is from Job chapter 1, and I'm going to read it from my, I, I've got the old KJV here, because it has the most cool word ever in it. There was a man in the land of Uz, whose name was Job, and that man was perfect and upright, one that feared God and, listen to this one, eschewed evil. Oh, yeah. I have no idea what have that ever, means. Have you ever uh-uh. eschewed anything? <laughs> I think that's such a cool word. I think we should bring it back into the English language. Uh, I want to see whether you can work it in somewhere today. You're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio. Okay, so there's your challenge for the day, Taryn. Before the radio show is over, I want you to use the word astute. Are you going to tell me what astute means so that I can actually use it within context and not just drop it randomly? (laughs) That could be fun. Um, The word astute means to turn away from. Oh, okay. So he feared God and he turned away from evil. There you go. Okay. Okay, so to fear God doesn't mean to be terrified of God. It means to, yes, respect God. And it means to... Turn away from evil. Turn away from evil. There you go. Yeah, someone who fears God turns away from evil, which is a really, really good thing. Yeah, I I think so. And I think we've lost a lot of that in our picture of who God is today, Lyle. Like, I think we see Jesus um, more so as the face of God. Like, Mm -hmm. when we talk about God, I think within my Christian circles anyway, we're always referring to Jesus, um, Mm -hmm. not necessarily God the Father. And I think Jesus, I think that's not such a bad thing because Jesus is the face of God. He is, definitely. Um, But we always talk more so about um, Jesus' love and, you know, all of the good things that he does and how much he loves us. But we don't necessarily talk about, you know, like whenever Jesus would um, perform a miracle, he would heal someone and then, you know, I think about the woman who was caught in adultery and everyone, you know, brought her to Jesus in the middle of the town and they were gathered around her and mm-hmm. had stones to stone her. And um, Jesus is there just riding in the sand and then all of a sudden, like, everyone leaves. Mm-hmm. And he turns to her and he's like, so who who here condemns you? Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, no one, Lord. And he's like, neither do I. Go and sin no more. And so we always see this, you know, turn away from your sins with ever mm-hmm. w- with what Jesus says. Like it's all throughout the Gospels. But yeah, I I wonder if we're preaching that today. The only thing we ever preach about that sermon is the portion that says, "Neither do I condemn you." We never preach about go and sin no more. Exactly. Yeah. Mm. So with this fear God here, and like what we were talking about with Job, how it's a, a turning away from sin. Mm. I think that that's an aspect of, of fearing God that we just haven't touched on. It is. It is. In fact, we have a whole generation of youth coming through that have uh, no idea what sin is. Mm. Because yeah. we've never talked to them about what sin is. Exactly. They don't even know mm. what what is sin. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so I've got a question. Okay. And this sort of goes back to what I was – and I want you to give me your, your first gut feeling. Okay. Just, 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 just straight up. Yeah. Okay, so let's say that um, – Okay, in this office block, you can go down the hallway and, and around the corner and there's offices on either side, yep. right? Let's say that um, Jesus is sitting on one side, God the Father is sitting on the other, and you're walking that way and you have a choice to walk into either one of those two offices. Which one are you going into first? I'd go into Jesus. 
Why? Because, uh, like, that's who I know. Like, <laughs> you know, like, like that's that's who I know would you, more. Would you, would you feel a little bit more nervous about walking in to see God the Father than... I think I would. You know, I was thinking about this yeah. illustration. It sort of came to me while I was talking about this right now. I'm like, you know, if I walked around the corner there and down that hallway and they were on either side... I would definitely feel more comfortable. Now, the other walking in and, mm. and talking to Jesus, the other question is, is that how it should be? You said, that's who I know, and you'd feel less nervous. Should that be the case? I don't think it should be the case, no. Yeah. But, I mean, if I, like, asked you what, like, if if you had, like, a completely blank mind and then all of a sudden you were asked to picture Jesus, how, like, what does Jesus look like for you? Okay, yeah. So I've got a pretty good picture. Yeah, and what does he look like? Uh, he looks like a really nice, a really okay. nice guy. He's he's, um, he's mid thirties, really nice guy. Yeah, and what about God the Father? I have no picture. Really? Okay. See, I think a lot of us today, like whenever I see pictures of God, like God the Father illustrated in books and stuff, mm-hmm. it's this guy sitting on a throne, you know, surrounded by angels, like, um, and you know, unapproachable, unappro- completely unapproachable, because mm. he's, you know, like elevated in this in the ultimate position of power, right? Yeah. And if I'm scared of people in authority, then, you know, like, and I think a lot of people are scared of people in authority, then this God, the father, the ultimate authority figure is kind of an unapproachable God. And yet the Bible says that the father has given all authority to the son. Exactly. And that Jesus is the very picture of who God the Father is. Mm, mm, and mm. so I feel like even though we intellectually know these things, mm-hmm. I think there's a bit of a there's, – there's this gap, there's this separation in our knowledge and in our feelings towards who God the Father actually is. Maybe you've got some thoughts on this. Which office would you walk into first, the one with God the Father in it or the one with Jesus in it? Give us a call, 1-800-324-843. We would love to hear from you. Um, or zero four nine one zero six four six six nine if you want to text us your answer mm. and reason why. It's a good question. Yeah, it's it's. I, I'm I'm actually I'm really learning something this morning mm. because I've never thought of that before, and now I'm sitting here thinking about it and thinking, yes, of course, I would walk into the office where Jesus was, and I would be less nervous. But why? Mm. The Father has given all authority to the Son, so Jesus is a person of authority. Um, the Father loves me just as much as the Son does. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Father made just as big a sacrifice as the Son made. Yeah. Um, because He loves me, the Bible says that I can come boldly to the throne of grace. Mm, that's it. You know, that's 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 pretty cool. Yeah. Um, in other words, don't hold back. Come straight to the throne of grace. Yeah. And the Father sits on that throne. Mm. Um, and so... And, 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 and I know exactly who the Father is because we have a description of who Jesus is. That's it. If you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Uh, so why why is there that little niggling, nagging nervousness about visiting the Father? It should not be there. This should mm. not be the case. Yeah. This is, this is not right. And we need to, uh, yeah, we need to put it right. Yeah. It's, it's a challenge for yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. I'm just being honest and real with you. Yeah, that's, that's it. All right, so where were we? The Bible says, fear God and give glory to him. And Job was somebody who feared God and turned away from evil. We, we, we spent a little bit of time talking about how that we have a whole generation today who've never been told what sin is. 
and it's, it's got a vague understanding that yeah, this is this is a sin or that is a sin or the other thing is a sin, and I shouldn't be doing this or that or the other. But hey, what does it matter? Because um, that's you know we 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 constantly tell our young people about grace mm. as forgiveness, mm. but not grace as power to gain victory over temptation. That's a really good point. And I think that this is one of the reasons why we have an increasing level of depression amongst Christian young people mm. is because they feel trapped by their addictions. Yeah. Yep. And the grace of God is there available to set them free. Mm. Let me show you something about grace. Let's go to uh, Ephesians. The most important verse in the Bible there is about grace, or the most well-known, I should say. Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 8. Want to read that one for us, please, Taryn? Yeah. Uh, Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8, for it says, by, For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. Thank you. Okay, so the Bible says, for by what are we saved? Grace. Grace. Therefore, we could say that grace is the power of God to save us. Yeah. All right. What are we being saved from? Sin. Sin. Okay, so this is a really simple Bible study, okay? Mm-hmm. What is sin? Um, and for this one, we will, I will read for you uh, 1 John chapter 3, verse 4, where the Bible says, For sin is the transgression of the law. Yeah. Okay? So grace is God's power to save us from Transgressing God's law. Yeah. Okay, so the next verse is found in Matthew chapter 1. and We're not going to get time to read this one, but I'll let you cogitate on it while we have a song. And the question is going to go along with this verse is a very simple one. Are we saved in our sins or from our sins? Mm. There's a difference between those two. So think about that while we listen to Audrey Sad with Spirit of the Living God. Oh, man. 
That was Audrey Sad with Spirit of the Living God. And we're doing our encounter. We've got, we got another clue there. We do. Let's do another clue. Okay. So the next clue now, I think this is going to give it away, Lyle. Okay. This clue's pretty easy. <laughs> okay, ready? Person's I... name starts with A. <laughs> Okay. Okay. Um, so this clue is: I tempted Jesus while he was in the desert for forty days. Hmm. And his name starts with A. His name starts with A. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Okay. <laughs> sure. It also starts with S. And B. And B. <laughs> so multiple names. D. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I. I. I don't know your A one. Ah, I went with an ex- obscure one just to throw you yeah, off. <laughs> <I> <laughs> yes. Yep. A. So there you go. All right. So here's a, here's a uh, you'll get extra um, bonus points if you can tell me the person's name starting with A. There you go. What if they list all of them? We've got A, B, D, S. Oh, I'm trying to think of a few more. There's a few more out there. I know that. I know there's more than that, but. There we go. Um, start with those four. We'll start with those four. Yeah, see if you can name all four. Extra bragging points right there. All right, so uh, we were talking about grace. That's right, we were talking about grace. Okay, so here's what we did so far. Ephesians 2, verse 8, the Bible says, For by grace are you saved, therefore grace is the power by which God saves us. What does he save us from? He saves us from sin. First John 1, verse 9 says, Sin is the transgression or the breaking of God's law. So he saves us from breaking God's law. Uh, we were going to Matthew chapter 1. And I think it's verse 21 from memory. What does verse 21 say? Is it verse 21? And she will bring forth a son and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. Ah, there you go. All right, so here's what the Bible says. Grace is the power of God to save us from breaking God's law. Yeah. So grace very, very clearly saves us from having broken God's law. Mm. But that's not all grace is. Grace is so much bigger than that. Mm. Because without the power of God's grace, your life can never be changed. Yeah. You know, you you will only ever be the same person you have always been. Mm. Can never be changed. But with the power of God's grace, your life can be dramatically changed. Okay, so then uh, let's go to... Where will we go next? Let's go to Romans. Okay. Romans chapter 1. We're doing a great Bible study here this morning, Lyle. Yeah, we'll do it. We have a, a page flicking yeah. um, morning. Romans chapter 1, and I think we're going to read like verse 5 or 6 or something like that. Uh, yeah, I think it's why 5. Why has Romans escaped out of my Bible? Here it is. Here it is. Let me read this one for you. It says, For by grace we have received grace and apostleship, but we're talking about grace. We have received grace for obedience. Mm. So God does not give you grace, you know, and this is something that we hear being preached sometimes that God gives you grace for disobedience. Yeah. Well, that's the impression yeah. that is given. God gives us grace to to fix the disobedience or to save us from the disobedience. Yeah. And so you sort of the 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 implication then is okay. If grace is given me because I've been disobedient, then if I'm disobedient again tomorrow, then hey, that's just more grace. Yeah. Um, Paul talks about that. He says, should we sin more so that grace may abound? He says, God forbid, mm. because the purpose of grace is so that we can obey. Yeah. God, you know, I was doing a, I was doing a great job of, uh, of disobeying God before yeah. I became a Christian. Yeah. I didn't need to become a Christian so I could that, keep living that yeah, same life. That's it. 
Yeah, no, that's a really, really good point. I've never really heard it like that before. Okay, so we have somebody with a answer to the quiz question. Is that person on the phone? Yes, there is. Oh, Steve, welcome to the show. Thank you, Lyle. Steve, you got an answer to our quiz question. Yes, I have. It is uh, Satan or Lucifer. Oh, you got, oh. A, you got another one. You got another one. Oh, we, we missed the L we one, didn't we? We missed the L one, of course. Can you, give us, uh, can you give us a name for Satan that starts with D? Bob, uh, Bob, D, Bob, D something. Are you B, B, Belzebub, yes, yes. What about D for dog? Belzebub, yeah. D for dog. There's a D name. No. Ah, really. there's an easy one. This one's uh, Devil. You the knew devil, dev- yeah. yeah, the devil, yep, yep, Which yep. Is Satan, Satan and Lucifer and Beelzebub. And the devil, yes. And uh, the A one is the hardest of them all because I've, I've, I've even got Taryn stumped on this one. Yeah, I, I, I don't know this one. It is found in Leviticus chapter 16 and it is Azazel. Ah, oh, yes, <laughs> of course. <laughs> there you go. Hey, Steve, thanks for being on the show today. No problem. Thank you very much for having me. We have a we have a prize coming your way, and uh, so uh, yeah, stay tuned. And uh, yeah, thanks for calling in. Well, that was uh, that was great. Now, Taryn, getting back to what we were talking about. Yes. Uh, we were talking about the subject of um, grace yeah. and how grace saves yeah. us. We, saves we got us, onto that. We, yeah. we, we got onto that from fearing God. That's right, because fear God and turn away from evil. Yeah. There was another verse, Exodus chapter twenty. Okay. Exodus chapter 20, that talks about fearing God and turning away from evil. And we need to note that the word fear here in the Bible does not mean to be terrified. Yes. that's So what does it mean then, Lyle? Because it we've told to, them what it yeah, doesn't that's, mean. That's, that's the old, this is the old English um, concept of, you know, yeah. translating it and it's carried through. But it's still translated into, I know, in it's transla- our new Bibles. Like, I know, it's, tra- it's, it's carried through. Yeah. It means to... Honour and respect. Okay. Well, that would make more sense. Yes, absolutely. So to treat this person with the utmost honour and respect. Because mm. God does deserve our honour and respect. Absolutely. So it's a little bit like this. It's a little bit like having your very, very best friend who is also the ruler and creator of the entire universe. Yeah. You know, And if you had a really, really good friend who was in a very, very powerful position... Um, sure, you'd be really, really good mates and you'd hang out and you'd mm. do things together, but at the same time, you would not forget the position that they mm. hold and the position that they maintain. Okay, so. And you would respect them for yeah. that. Yeah, so going back to our analogy of if we were to go around the corner and mm. see Jesus and God in different office rooms, but like we had the choice of which one to go into, how would you enter the office of God, the Father? I should clarify. I think that God would expect us to enter that office depending on what culture we come from. Okay, that's an interesting Because answer. God created diversity in our world because he loves diversity mm. and different cultures show respect in different ways. Mm. Um, and um, in Australian culture, to show respect to somebody, you look them in the eye, you put a big smile on your face and you greet them by name. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's, how we, that's how we show respect to somebody. Now, in other cultures, you know, that would be like, you know, the worst possible thing to do. Yeah. But uh, that's how we would do it in our culture, and so that's how I would do it because yeah. God knows that I am Australian. 
Yeah. And if I tried to do it with a different culture, then (laughs) that would be just weird and awkward. Yeah, that's exactly right. So, there we go. We can enter the office of God the Father. Yes. Respecting him. Yes. And yet still treating him as our friend. Put your hand out for a handshake. He says, come boldly to the throne of grace. It is respectful uh, to, 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 to do that. What a great Bible study. I have learned things this morning. We're going to listen to City Light. And how fitting that this song is called Grace.
Okay, welcome back to Faith FM. We're here with Lyle and I'm Taryn. And I, we have a question from um, the listeners today, Lyle. Mm. And this question mm. is a tricky one. Well, mm. I, 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 I think it's a tricky one. I wouldn't know where to go in the Bible to answer this one. Mm. So I'm going to ask you this question and you can give us some feedback. Okay. The question is, do pets go to heaven? <laughs> That's a really hard question. Yeah, I, I mean, think, I, th- I, think, I think you should answer it, not me. Oh, I have, mean, I would just say yes because I, I love my pets, and I think Jesus, you, you have let me love my pets. You, you have know, multiple pets. I, I do. I have three cats and two dogs. Oh, I wow. have a lot of pets. And your dogs don't eat your cats or vice versa? Uh, no, one of them stood on my cat's leg and broke at one time. Oh, no. <laughs> it was totally by accident, but they love each other. They'll snuggle up and sleep next to each other. They love it. So, yeah, I mean, I think God created us to love animals and take, to take care of them. That's what he created Adam and Eve in the garden to do. So, wh- what well, are I your ha- thoughts, I, I, have a, I have a dog mm-hmm. and four goldfish Okay, and two chickens. Oh, yeah, we have like 15 chooks as well. I forgot that. Now, my chickens, they love me. I hate the chooks. My, my chickens absolutely <laughs> love me. My dog adores me and everything I do is his favorite thing to do. Yeah. Um, and my goldfish, I don't know. I think they love me. I think they do. <laughs> yeah. They eat food when I give it to them. <laughs> That's it. It's kind of hard to tell with a goldfish though, hey. Um, okay, so anyway, we need to, uh, where are we up to? Isaiah chapter something or other. There's going to be something about this somewhere in the Bible, vaguely kind of. The Bible speaks about the new earth. Uh-huh. And it says this. The wolf and the lamb shall feed together, and the lion shall eat straw like the bullock. Dust shall be the serpent's meat. They shall not hurt nor destroy in all my holy mountain, says the Lord. So here's some of the things. Okay, so here's what we know. We know that God loves animals. Mm-hmm. We know that God hates death. Yep. We know that there will be no death in the new earth. Yep. And that the new earth will be full of animals and that we will be able to enjoy those animals in the new earth. Yes. Okay, so pets is something that pets is a concept that was created by God. Yeah. Uh, when God placed Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden, he brought the animals to them for them to name those animals. Yes. Um, and so animals have always been in part of did you know that dogs actually get more positive endorphins from human interaction than from interaction with other dogs. Really? Yeah. I did not know that. Absolutely. Wow. There's some recent research that uh, that came out earlier in the year that Aww. shows that dogs actually, because you know, we always think, oh, we've got to get another dog to go with our dog because our dog will be lonely. Well, he actually misses you more than he misses other Aww, dogs. Aw, that's yeah. so sweet. They really do love us. Absolutely. Unlike cats. But anyway, we won't um, go there. <laughs> we will not go there. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the, the thing is that God created these animals, he loves these animals, and he created them for our enjoyment. Yeah. Uh, is it possible that God could take our pets to heaven? Of course it's possible. Mm. It's absolutely possible that God could take them to heaven and that they could be there with us in heaven. With God things, all things are possible. Yeah. Does the Bible say that he won't? No, it does not. There you go. There is nothing in the Bible that says that God won't take your pets to heaven. So does it say that he will? Mm. It doesn't say that he will either. So I guess we've got to leave that one to God then. We can leave that one to God. But we do know that God loves us. Mm. God loves our pets. Yeah. God loves animals. And so we will leave it in God's 
Loving Hands. Sounds good. We're going to listen to... Oh, we've got a short ad and then a song by Hilary Scott. Hi, my name is Aluka. I go to Townsville Seventh-day Adventist Church. We would love to have you join us on Saturday at 9.30 for Sabbath School Kids Program and then the main service at 10.45 a.m. For more information, Google Seventh-day Adventist Church, Townsville City.
You're listening to Hillary Scott with Come to Jesus here on Faith FM, and we have come to that part of the day, as always. Yeah. End of the show. Our favourite time. Hey, Lau. Yes. Just the giveaway. Because we're nearly finished with you guys. No. Oh. <laughs> <That was laughs> you terrible. don't have to see me for the rest of the day, that's no, for sure. No, no. <laughs> we love you guys. We, we, we love our listeners. We, 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 um, we would spend here all day here with you if we could. Yeah. Unfortunately, we can't. That's it. You have mm. work. I have So study. we're just going to give you a... We'll uh, just give you a prize. A prize. For listening yeah. to us. For and, sitting through us that's all right. morning. There you go. There you go. That's right. That's what it's for. <laughs> that's it. Okay. So Lyle, today the prize is actually a, a friend of mine made okay. this CD. Uh-huh. Yeah. I know this girl too. Her name is Anna Beaton mm-hmm. and she is pretty cool. I yeah, think we, awesome. we heard a song from her earlier today actually. In, Fantastic. Yeah. So I'm excited. So this is Simple Joys by Anna Beaton, a CD here. And I think everyone would love it. It has the coolest album cover ever. It does. Yeah. It yeah. just uh, is very, it's very, if you know Anna Beden, it is very Anna Beden. Yeah. But if you don't, it's a very pretty picture of scenery in New Zealand. So, <laughs> I mean, either yeah. way, <laughs> it's great. It is. Okay. So, if they want to get this uh, particular one, they're going to be the first caller through. What's our phone numbers there? Our phone number is 1 800 Faith FM. That is 1 800 324 843. Or text us on 0491 064 669. Or shoot us a message on Facebook if you are uh, quick of enough. Of course. Yes. Yeah. So. Okay, so don't forget that, as always, if you are listening to this show and it is not Wednesday the 23rd of May, you're listening to the delayed broadcast. And that means that you are missing out on all the fun because you don't get to call in, you don't get to interact um, with the prizes and so forth. And so if you want to know how to listen to us on the live show, how do they do that, Taryn? I uh, I think the best way to do that is to go onto the TuneIn app. TuneIn app? Yep, the one Absolutely. that I have on my phone. One do you have it on your phone? I do. There you go. So TuneIn app. I have one station under my favourites. It's Faith FM, isn't Faith it? Faith FM, that's it. That's yes. the only one I ever listen to. <laughs> there you go. So that's free from the App Store and the Android Store. Yep. So um, go on there or you can visit us on our website, faithfm.com.au. And simply push, push play. There we go. Too easy. And if you download that app, I should say this. You'll sometimes come to a page that says, "Do you want the one-month trial or the two-month trial?" Um, and uh, if you if it come to that page, just push the X in the top corner. Oh, okay. And then you get it for free. Oh, sneaky, yeah. oh, sneaky! Hack for you all. Sneaky, sneaky. Get the sneaky. free version. Anyway, if you'd like to know more about the Bible, then give us a call. We can arrange that for you. One-on-one Bible studies, small groups, correspondence. Online, anywhere, anytime in Australia, we can study the Bible with you. But now, stay tuned. We have uh, some more amazing programming, some good music coming up. And as always, don't forget, we love you guys. We enjoy your company. And don't forget to join us again tomorrow morning.
So 